Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with episode 48 of Zed Daily. Today I have an OG of Zed run with us, Chateau from Zed Chateau. How you doing, my friend? Oh man, I'm doing so good. Did you say episode 48? Yeah, we're flying, man. Dude, congratulations. That's amazing. I what a run. I appreciate that. It's just every yeah. day, man. So it's they just go by quick. That's amazing. Yeah, dude, I know firsthand how hard it is to stay consistent with this shit. So well done. 100 well you let's let's get into it so actually before we get into zed run let's just get into when you started buying crypto what is your story and your journey into crypto like it's pretty recent so it was like basically january last year um which i had held off like my uncle showed me bitcoin like 10 years ago whatever he's a huge nerd bless his heart um but i never really like got into it or paid much attention to i don't know never really thought about it pretty deep and the january last year um like i'm a big fan of like gary v and uh kevin rose and some of those like tech guys um so just started paying attention and like setting up like the dollar cost average or whatever buying 10 bucks 15 bucks here and there um so yeah pretty recently like i don't have this big ethereum war chest like some of these people do um so yeah it's pretty uh pretty new on this game was there like any like significant points that like made you make your move? Like for me, it was Tesla buying Bitcoin to where I was like, I'm going to make my move. Like, did you have any like big events that kind of gave you the faith to take the leap and finally like jump into the crypto market? Yeah, I mean, it was honestly, it was probably like that GameStop stuff that was going on. Like I never bought any GameStop stock or anything like that, but just like seeing that happen and like how like a Reddit, a subreddit could make moves like that like that kind of opened my mind to like oh some shit's going on here on the internet like i need to <laughs> i need to pay closer attention okay so when did like at what price did you start investing into ethereum it was like 1300 1400 something like that last beginning of last year so it it's like doubled from where I started buying in, but I was also buying at the top too. So, mm. you know, it's not, I'm, I'm a terrible investor. <laughs> did you, did you ever plan to spend your Ethereum or just hold on to it? Like, did you see this NFT craze coming and like, look at look at it as a currency of the metaverse to where you could spend it? Or did you just think I'm going to hold on to this and wait for the USD value to go up? Um, it was, I was kind of buying Ethereum and Bitcoin simultaneously with the thought that like Bitcoin was to hold and then the Ethereum, like, cause I saw some NFTs like top shot Now you don't, you pay with cash or whatever in top shot, but um, just like watching it, the NFT thing going on. So I knew that the Ethereum wouldn't last long in the wallet. Um, but the Bitcoin I bought with the intention of, of that being like a long-term hold, which I've since converted to Ethereum and spent. So <laughs> Do you, do you regret that at all or no, no regrets? No, absolutely not. No, I, I, um, I guess we can get off tangent a little bit, but no, I converted all the Bitcoin. Like I said, I was dollar cost averaging and then like on dips or like when I get a paycheck or whatever, I just every once in a while buy an irresponsible amount of Bitcoin. Um, and then when the board eight mutants came out a few months ago, I was like digging in couch cushions, trying to figure out how the hell I'm going to mint a mutant. And, uh, ended up I had just enough Bitcoin that I converted over and picked one up. So, okay, cool. So you got your ETH, you got your Bitcoin at this point, but you hadn't yet invested in NFTs. What was the first NFT you went and bought off of OpenSea? Um, it was probably a, a Z horse. Um, I, I bought some, so I found top shot, but I like, I missed the boat. I found Top Shot on like a Monday when LeBron moments were like 30 bucks. And then I spent a few days like trying to research it and figure out what the hell I was looking at. And like by Friday, they were like $900. So I, I missed that. Um, yeah, it was a, that was a crazy week. Um, but yeah, I was like telling my buddies, I was like, yeah, I found this video of LeBron James for 30 bucks, but it's like, there's other ones and you can't like do anything with it. And they're like, oh, so like when people watch it on YouTube, you like, get something it's like oh no 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 no. it's just like a i didn't get it at all and by the time i figured it out it was it passed me by so that like that and gamestop was just like okay let's figure this out um and then that led me to twitter and like following some people from the top shot uh movement or whatever and um 
it was uh, Jack Settlement, which I, the same tweet, like I think Linus yesterday was on here talking about the same tweet and like a bunch of people, uh, Tish the other day was talking about it. Um, it was like the day before the March 19th Zed drop that uh, Jack Settlement put out a tweet at like in the middle of the night um, of just like a screenshot of a horse race. And I was like, dude, what? what is this? Like, holy shit. And not even like, he like cropped out the corner. Like there was no indication of what it was. It was just like some diamond horses, like running across the finish line. Um, so I immediately just like hopped on the Twitter search and Google search, like figuring out what it is. Um, and like, I didn't have a MetaMask wallet. So that was like first, first step, like figuring out how to get a MetaMask wallet. Like sending ethereum from my coinbase over to like this random address for the first time right where i was like sending like a lot like a good chunk of the money that i had in my coinbase wallet was just like all right here we go i hope it <laughs> hope it makes it there um and then yeah so then the next day was uh one of the uh, genesis drops so i'm pretty sure i think chain connection was probably my first like real nft chain connect was that the name of the horse yeah yeah that's my uh my z7 finny donkey <laughs> was that your first horse it was yeah so i uh that drop on march 19th i got two two horses i got chain connection who's a z7 and i got turn on access who's a z9 and they are both just absolute donkeys so where'd you go after racing or buying your first two horses racing them and figuring out their donkeys like what was your next step from there? Like, how did you approach Zed knowing that you had donkeys, but like maybe wanted to move up in caliber of horse? Yeah. So my, my next step, like, um, was I, so I immediately just like dove as deep as I could figured it out. Like, um, looked on YouTube and at the time it was just like doofy Poseidon, uh, beaver shot had a couple of videos, but it was like not really much on YouTube or like Twitch streams. There wasn't really much going on at the time. Um, so I just like, and, and those guys all had just stables full of Nakamoto's from a year ago. Right. So it was really like not relatable to me, at least like, I love those guys. I watched all their content, but it's like, yeah, cool dude. But like my, my horse sucks. What do I do with it? You know? Um, so I, I saw that as kind of like an opportunity to where like, I don't really have the money to compete with these guys, but shit, there's only two or three guys making YouTube videos. So maybe I'll do that. Um, yeah. So I, I made a YouTube video just like talking about how I found the game and um, chain connection actually won like his second or third race. It was all free races. Um, he tricked me. He <laughs> tricked me into thinking he was a decent horse. Um, but yeah, so he won like a free race right out of the gate. So I had, and I, um, I'm a photographer in my other normal life. So I had all these cameras and shit. So I was just like, well, hell, I'll, I'll turn on the camera and record a race and see what happens. Um, so yeah, that, and that, so that I ended up taking that angle as opposed to like thinking that I could be some kind of like dominant racer. Cause I just don't have the, the budget for it. So. Okay. Well, I like that. Someone in chat says, uh, watching your videos, five steps for a drop was super thrilling for me. So like, I'm sure the anticipation of like your videos leading up to the drops was great for the community just to, oh, just to watch in general. Yeah. So I'm trying to pull up the chatter on my phone. Um, yeah, it was fun. Like if you go back, uh, I haven't watched them in a long time, but like I made, tried to make videos of all the drops and like, those were always just a nightmare. Um, so it's, it's fun to go back and see, like, I, I, I'm, man, I wish I would have like had the foresight. I deleted a lot of the screen recordings. Like I have, I had my screen recording going for all the drops. So like some of these just like monster horses that were just like sitting there in the drop, I shouldn't say sitting there. Nothing was really sitting there, but like, if you would have just clicked one to the right, like you could have had Mula Mula or something crazy like mm. that, you know? Did you, while you were on there, did you see any beast horses, like any any ones that you know now are crazy? Did you pass up on them when they were unraced? Um, it's, I'm sure there were plenty. It's hard to say like passed up on because like the way that the drops went, like you couldn't, you didn't have time to like think about it. Like I was basically just looking at the dollar amount that they were listed at. Just like if it's in this range, like that's, that's either a Z8, Z9 because they wouldn't tell you how much they were going to cost either before the drop. So it was just like, 
based on the prior drop, like I think the horse that I want is going to be like $200. So as soon as the horses pop on the, on the screen, I'm just looking for $200 and I'm just fucking clicking as quick as I can. Cause somebody else is going to click faster, you know? So it was like, it wasn't like, Ooh, that horse has a good name or that it, you didn't have time for any of that. Okay. So my, I, I came across you when you were in the digital derby and you were racing your horses <laughs> named Toyota Prius. How'd you come yeah. to acquire these horses? Was it a drop as well on oh, these ones? Man. Uh, no. So Prius, um, <clears throat> Prius was my fourth horse. Uh, so after I got the two in the drop, I bought a third Genesis on open sea. This was like back before, uh, any of the websites, like know your horses. None of that was around. It was just Remy. Uh, what was it? Zed nucleus. Remy had Zed nucleus. So that was like the only place where you could go. And it wasn't even like a, uh, much of, I guess there were stats, but it wasn't like, we didn't really know what the hell we were doing. So it would tell you the horse's stats and like what they were listed for. You could sort a little bit better than the uh, Matic OpenSea at the time. But so I bought bought a Genesis horse named the Unexpected. That was just a. I, so when I looked, that was a problem back then too. Was the metadata wouldn't update. So when I bought it, it had lost its Griffin race mm. with like fifteen odds or something like that. And so I was like, okay, one bad race, fifteen odds. That's not not a total donkey. So I bought that horse. And then by the time it showed up in my stable, it had like five races where it was raced out at every distance. And it was like absolutely a donkey. Um, so that sucked. That was a, that was a bad first experience with buying uh, secondhand. But then, so my fourth horse was Prius. Um, and I used uh, Zed Nucleus again and sorted. I was looking for horses that had like less than four or five races. Uh, just like hopefully somebody raced it and had bad luck and just didn't know what they were doing. So yeah, Prius, uh, I think he had four or five races and had super good odds, like six or seven odds, um, but was just losing. So, um, I was still super new, but I knew like, I knew of U shape. I didn't really understand it, but I was like, okay, well he has good odds and he's losing. So, uh, he was super cheap, like 0.1 or something like that, which I mean, I guess now it's not super cheap, but at the time, um, but yeah, so about Prius and uh, he, he's not actually that good of a horse, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the time last spring, last summer, uh, in class five, he's, he was holding his own. Like I can put him in any field. He's like, he's like a, a very, very shitty version of diamonds where it's mm. just like, he only has one distance. It's 1200 meters. Um, but I can put him in any field and sometimes he'll win. Uh, he's got a pretty good U shape, but, uh, man, they rolled me out in the digital derby as like the token sacrifice to arbitrage. <laughs> that was fun. Um, honored to be included, but like I, like I said earlier, like my stable, I have no business being in that tournament or those races. Um, so we, yeah, we threw Prius out there at his off distance <laughs> and Marajo just ran all over us, but that was fun. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool to see like everybody's faces and like that was really like the first time I got to put like some, some faces to stables and then, um, it was just cool to see like they made it an event so it was cool to see all you guys there racing your horses even if you didn't win like it was it was still cool to watch oh yeah dude it was amazing like i told i could show my parents like that was the first time i didn't really show my parents or like any of my friends anybody like my videos that i was making because it's just like sitting in my office like what are you doing you nerd um but finally like with the digital derby it was like i could finally something i can like show people like check this out so yeah it was super Super cool. And I think uh, the uh, Spectra um, acquisition, they do a lot of that type of like virtual studio show. Like they do a lot of that type of stuff. And I know, <laughs> I don't know if they want me to say this or not, but I know that they were super fucking jealous of the digital derby. Mm. Um, so Spectra will allow them to do that, but like way cooler. So, right. I was thinking, I was like, if Zed ever has their own tournament, you can't let a third party tournament have put out like higher quality than you so like whatever right. they do the bar is already set for them they have to go above that yeah absolutely yeah they're i think that's a big a big part of what uh what they're thinking with that but among well there's a lot of a lot of facets to that acquisition but that's one of them for sure right let me let me kick my dog out real quick <laughs> being a little pet yeah no worries but yeah they, they, like i 
so with that Spectre acquisition, I feel like they made it out to be like this game changing, uh, you know, and obviously the, the announcement kind of fell flat. Um, but maybe we're just not really seeing uh, the full potential of, of what they're thinking, like as far as like human park and, and all that, um, being able to tie in metaverse, like the entire metaverse with, um, you know, the, with, with all this digital stuff and virtual reality and AR, VR. Um, if you look at what the Spectra, sorry, I was just been rambling about Spectra. Um, if you look at what they're, what they've done on their website with like virtual reality experiences and like AR and, um, I think, I don't know, it's all speculation, but I feel like there's there's got to be more to it than we're seeing. 100%. Yeah, I agree as well. I think that's such a long-term play. Like, I can understand if people are frustrated because you might not see, like, direct, um, direct action from that acquisition or whatever. But I think down the road, whenever we get, like, Human Park and then, like, VR becomes more and more mainstream, I think, like, that's the perfect opportunity to like make a play on the VR space. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, it's their metaverse play. Like, like how like biopills has their bioverse or whatever they call it. And like all the, all the NFTs, all the game, whatever, like everybody's just got their metaverse play. Um, and like, if you've ever listened to Chris Ebling talk, um, he's a, he's a very like, he's going to the damn moon. Right. So uh, his vision is way bigger than just Zed. And like, I'm, I've never spoken with uh, the other guys personally, but like, I'm sure that human park is like the, the metaverse that Zed will just be like one little piece of, you know? So like the Zed is going to be huge, but it's going to be like huge as a part of this bigger vision, you know? Right. We were, we were kind of talking about that on uh, Tuesday in the Meta Circus, and, and Starry Nights came on, and he, like, totally knocked it out of the park. Knocked it out of the park, funny. But, um, <laughs> like, saying, like, how the Zed token or the park token could kind of be, like, the same, and they can pull some levers to in park if, like, if people are selling off in Zed Run token, like, there's ways that you could pull the levers in the park to where it could increase the value. Like, what I'm thinking is... What they could do, have you played GTA, just like straight up GTA Online? A little bit, yeah. Okay, so in GTA Online, you can go to the casino. So I think what they do with Human Park is they'll probably have like a little like a little GTA Online and somebody will be able to own the casino. Like you'll be able to buy land and all that stuff. But also as a player, you'll be able to go there. But now when you go to, to the GTA Casino, you walk up to the teller and you like exchange your cash for whatever token casinos. But within that casino, they have horse racing and then they have whatever. It could be like a Decentraland casino. But their trump card could be that they have the horse racing in their casino. And that could just be the casino within Human Park. So just yeah. brainstorming. But there's a lot they can yeah, yeah. do, right? No, absolutely. I mean, it's – and they, they honestly, they told us already. They they released that video with the Human Park uh, where it's like going down the road, which is like the roadmap for VHS where it passes by Zed and VHS and human park with the dollar. Like they, they told us it's got the dollar sign. It's park. Like it's the park token. It's going to happen. Um, so like that's, it's all just part of a bigger, a bigger play. And then if you look at the virtual park or uh, human park, they've got like the, the nudes thing where it's like obviously going to be their avatars with their on polygon. So you look back to like ethlings where it's like the interchangeable wearables and stuff. Like hopefully they don't rug. Um, but yeah, it's like they're, they've showed us what they're doing. It's just like everybody's too nuzzled in their little holes to kind of see it for the bigger picture, you know? Right. Yeah. And it, it took for someone like Starry Nice to really like he even said, let's take a 30,000 30, foot view from this and look at it. And like once you really do step back and look at the large play that they could really make on just the entire metaverse, like it's a pretty big play. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. And they're already set up like they have the the partnerships and stuff like they're they're so far ahead of like the just for example like i I'm, i have a couple of bio pills so i'm not trying to like fud or anything but they're they have like some videos or whatever like they don't have an actual game they're if you put them on like a similar level to where like think about it like human park is zed's like bioverse play and then they already have their game and now they're like gonna do their apostles with their little nudes or whatever like it's 
if you think about it on a similar uh, structure or whatever, similar idea, uh, it's crazy how, how low like the Z Genesis floor is compared to some of that stuff. Like if you, if, if, you know, it's all if, and I, shit, I don't know what I'm talking about. It's all speculation. Um, but if they can pull it off and all of a sudden we're getting a shitload of park token for all these horses that we have that are being used in the other games in the human park metaverse and like they're partnered with fucking Budweiser, like, dude, it's huge. It's so huge. And like what, so again, they have the Decentraland partnerships and the uh, Sandbox partnership. And they've been talking about racetrack land since the start, like Des token race by your own racetrack. Um, so like, what if they just got into Decentraland and like looked around and they're like, well, fucking, this isn't going to work. Uh, so now they're just doing it themselves and like, shit, we should be so bullish on that. Like with all these partnerships that they have and now they're like buying fucking companies to make it happen. Like, dude, this is, yeah, this is amazing. A hundred percent. And their thing has always been quality, right? Like I think Starry Night said it or Bomonte said it. Um, if you go to Decentraland, like. It's not the best quality. Zed has always put an emphasis just, on quality. Yeah, it's Minecraft. Like it's it's fine for what it is, but like it's not what Ebbs is trying to do at all. You know, a hundred percent. So let's let's get into your shirt and your profile picture. Oh dear. Okay. And my coffee mug. And your <laughs> damn. All right, you got it all. You got it all. And the Metaverse Gaming laptop. So how did you get a board ape? And for, let's talk. Let's talk about your reasoning to buy one first like what gave you the conviction to buy a board ape yeah so i um i was on the board ape website on the night they minted like i was on twitter that night and everybody was talking about it and uh so i was there I was looking in the bathroom and like like a bunch of dudes just like slowly drawing a dick picture on the bathroom wall it's like huh it's not exactly the utility that i had imagined this all to come with you know um but like, I mean, the pictures are cool and stuff, but like, like I said earlier, I'm really bad at, at this, <laughs> like investment and trading and all this stuff. And, um, recently, I don't remember which one it was, but I had just bought or minted some garbage that rugged. I think it might've been chubbies. I don't, I don't remember the timeline, but I bought some chubbies, bought some other, I bought all kinds of just garbage. Um, so I was like low on ETH and like, didn't want to have to transfer from the Coinbase wallet and explain it to my wife um oh by the way my wife was like six months pregnant i forgot to mention that when i found zed uh my wife was like super pregnant um so now i'm like trying to spend hundreds of dollars on jpegs thousands of dollars on jpegs and like we got a baby coming and so yeah it was uh it was a weird time but anyway so midnight i was like looking at the apes and i just like I decided against it just for financial reasons, whatever. I thought I was being responsible. And I like, I even woke up the next morning. I was like, dude, I talking to my wife. It's like, babe, I didn't like, everybody was buying these monkey pictures last night. And like, I had the restraint. Like I didn't buy one. I was like thinking she'd be proud of me. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't care. Um, so anyway, uh, and then a few weeks went by and like everybody, just everybody had apes like March of that March, April. I don't know. Whenever they came out. April, I think, May, whatever. Um, just like everybody on Twitter had apes because the floor was still like 0 0.1, 0 0.2. So it was like not that not that hard to get them. People had people were just flipping them, buying, selling. Like I, I personally have never sold an ape, so I know it's uh, easy to think that with the, the ape profile picture, like oh shit, this guy's rich as fuck. <laughs> but like I've never sold one, so you know it's all speculation at this point. Um, but yeah, so everybody had an ape, like they were just flipping them all over the place. Um, and it was like hundreds of dollars, right? So it's still like a lot of money for me. And I was just looking at it and it was still like, what are we doing? Like you're hanging out in the bathroom still like, okay, the, we've moved on from dick pictures. It's like, we're doing other things, but it's like, uh, what are we doing here? Um, and it was actually uh, Josh Ong, who's the man. Uh, we all owe that guy a beer. Um Josh Ong did the board ape jockey club uh, for Zed where it was, you could only participate if you had an ape and you had a horse and he did, I think it was the first Zed run tournament um, where you needed an ape. And I was like, well, God damn it. All right. I guess I got to buy an ape. Um, so 
uh, the floor was 0.3 at the time. And uh, I almost bought one on the floor that was like, had one of the like leather helmets. Uh, and I decided to, to go up a little bit and I paid 0.6 for my, my guy with the 3D glasses, um, which turns out it's the best fucking money I've ever spent in my life. Uh, and then, um, yeah, so then went played in the uh, jockey club tournament. I'm sure I did terrible. I don't remember. Um, but then ended up uh, a couple months later after my son was born, um, the floor was like two, I think, two Ethereum. And I bought a second one, um, which was like uh, seven, $7,000 or something like that at the time with like a one month old or like a few week old baby as like literally in the middle of the night, I'm on my computer with my baby, like DM and Pranksy on discord, like hooking up this ape sale where I'm spending just a irresponsible amount of money. Um, but yeah, so it worked out though. <laughs> That's pretty damn cool. And it's funny that it took Zed run to get you to invest in the ape. Like it, it had to be tied to Zed run for the ape to yeah. work out. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's ironic. Cause like the opportunity cost of Zed run over the last year, <laughs> if we're talking about just like strictly making money in NFTs, like shit, there were, there were so many better opportunities, but, uh, but yeah, it, it got, got me started. Like Zed, Zed was my first NFT. So yeah, it got me started in all this crazy shit. Right. But like, like you said, like you could have made a lot more money investing in the profile pictures, but like at an entry point, like with anybody, I can see why someone always picks the Zed Run horse over the profile picture just because of the utility. It makes sense. Later down the line, like, you know, like, oh, if I would have went with the profile picture, I would have made a lot more. But at the beginning, it makes a lot of sense just because you have the breeding, the the stud barn, you got the, the secondary sales, the racing. Like, there's so much more utility. It's easy to justify Zed, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's – you got to – you gotta be a real degenerate to like be buying and selling like these weird profile pictures. Um, and like the market moves so fast too. It's like I, with my kids, like I don't have time. There's been a lot of times, like even just the other day where, uh, I'll like mint something and then the market goes up to like 0.6, but I'm like watching from my phone as I'm putting the baby down for a nap. And then by the time I get back to my computer, the market's back down to like 0.2. Mm. I missed it. So it's like, it's hard, you know, like, uh, time in these markets and like figuring out all this all this trading is crazy so yeah so i don't sell anything anymore um but yeah it's it's easy i back to the point uh as zed being the intro entry point is yeah obviously the utility and being able to jump in a race watch the watch the replay of the race like it's super fun this game's so fun did you see the board apes turning into what, like, did you see it getting this crazy when you went and bought your second one? Cause you have to have conviction to go and spend like 7,000 on a second one. But did you ever see Jimmy Fallon, Post Malone, Lil Baby, <laughs> all these guys joining in? No. Well, I mean, no, definitely not. Like it's, it's insane. Like the level, the, the level that it's at now, it's like just stupid. But um, I mean, obviously I, there was something, I saw something at that point uh to to make such a big move and buy another one and then like when the mutants came out i spent that was like ten thousand dollars like um so yeah but obviously by the time the mutants came out it was obvious but um but yeah i don't know i don't know what it was it was just like the community and like the the ape follow ape like my i've got like seven thousand twitter followers or whatever like solely because of that ape like i'm not i'm not smart like i don't put out good data or anything like it's just because i have the ape so um which then as like at the time like there were cool collaborations and stuff going on like all the all the people on twitter like i could connect with with people that i just had no business connecting with um of just like cool tech people and now it's like the i don't i don't take advantage of it because i don't really have much to offer and I'm, I'm busy with my kids and shit but like the the collaborations and like the ape stuff that's going on now is just like it's insane it's like just this wild wild like online country club that it's yeah it's all surreal <laughs> what is what is the real because like i know that you guys have like they've had like real actual yacht parties like what are some of the real world utilities that the board apes have and have you attended any of them or got invited to any of them 
No, I didn't. Uh, so the, the yacht party was on Halloween and I've got young kids, so <clears throat> I can't duck out on Halloween. Um, unfortunately, I was like the same weekend as uh, NFT NYC and all that stuff. So um, I missed out on that. They had a get together, keep uh, meet up or whatever they call it uh, down in Southern California last year that again, like my wife was like about to have a baby. So I couldn't justify that. Um, I don't know. It's, it's like hard to put into words, like the real world utility. Like I got, I got to buy this t-shirt, like, I don't know. That's not super utilitarian. Um, but just like the, the, if I wanted to, which I'm not, I'm, I haven't done, I could be doing a way better job of like monetizing my ape. I haven't really done much with it at all. Um, but just the, the opportunities that are there, if, if you were to go full steam and like use the ape as your brand or whatever, it's just that there's a lot of people doing a lot of cool stuff. Do you have any, like no plans to do that in the future, but like, could you sell shares of that ape potentially? I've seen things like that to where you can own like a piece of an ape. But I mean, I don't ever plan to sell. So I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping that something like that comes along where I can use it for like uh, i've listened to like the proof podcast that kevin rosa does um some other stuff where people are talking about like uh, when you like rich people you know i don't i don't understand how their lives work but apparently when you hold these like crazy art assets and shit like you don't you just keep them forever and then you you take out loans or you whatever you just you just money it's capitalism man money makes more money you know borrow so, against them yeah like it's just you get rich and you just stay rich which i'm not there yet because i've never sold an ape but uh you know i'm hoping to <laughs> at what at what price like are does does the wheels get spinning of like okay i might i might accept that if someone drops x amount of offer in your inbox what number would it have to be I'm, there's not a number right now. Um, just like the FOMO of like, we're, they released that roadmap and we're like on the first little corner of this like windy ass river of the roadmap that they released. So um, definitely not getting off this boat anytime soon. Uh, somebody, I think it was a scammer. I'm pretty sure he was just trying to steal my apes, but somebody DM me the other day and offered me two crypto punks, um, which is I, not, not into that, but, um, it's crazy to think like the crypt, like looking back at like the crypto punks and like, I saw a tweet the other day that like Fidenzas are now like board apes are more expensive than the Fidenza, which is just like, it's, it's all fucking crazy, man. Um, but I had, I had my second one listed last, uh, I don't know, sometime last year I taught, I had a talk with my wife when things were getting crazy. It was like when Steph Curry, bought his, I think, or maybe it was before that. Um, but I, I had the second one listed for 50 Ethereum for a little while. Cause it was like, uh, so I think the floor was like 30. I was like, all right, well, fuck it. If it, if it sells for 50, I'll list it for like a week. And that'd be, that'd be just wild. Um, but luckily it didn't sell. <laughs> so let's say you get that sell. What's, what's your play after that? Like is, what what's your next nft play like after that is it going for genesis z is it going for actual racehorse or just holding your liquidity i probably just would have bought a bunch of horses which would have been a terrible choice at the time you know with how the market's been um so yeah it's definitely a blessing that it didn't sell because i probably just would have bought a bunch of dumb shit <laughs> So you you were talking about the board ape roadmap and how you guys are like at the first corner. Let's talk about the Z Run roadmap and just like what you thought about the roadmap and what you're most most excited for coming into this year. Yeah, so I think the roadmap was um, it was cool. Like obviously it wasn't like anything we weren't expecting because like we all spend so much damn time with this game. Like we thought of everything. Uh, so it's, there's nothing they could put on that roadmap that'd be like an, an original thought because we're here too much. <laughs> um, but no, I thought it was really good. Like the, um, the ELO system, which, and again, I'm not, I'm not smart enough to know like how any of this is going to work, but, um, everybody knows like the class system needs some sort of fix and they're working on it. Uh, the token, like we talked about it, like, I think it's going to be the park token, um, 
however they decide to do that, that like, that's literally been on their white paper since like day one. So obviously they're, they're putting the time in hopefully to, to talk to the right people and, and do that right. Um, and yeah, like what, what else is on the roadmap park token, the, uh, seasons. more tournaments and stuff. Yeah. Seasons like party mode. Um, yeah, it's great. It's all great. Like, and especially as someone with a, a stable full of uterines for the most part, um, I can't even really race anymore. Like, like I've got a few horses that I'm doing free races trying to qualify for tournaments, but like realistically, you, if, if I can qualify some of these horses, like they're going to get just run over in the first round of qualifying most likely. And then they're classed up to oblivion. So it's like, um, as fun as Zed run is, it's not super fun for uh, smaller stables right now. Like it's a fun game, but we're just, getting our asses handed to us over and over again so um and i shouldn't say us i'm not a small stable i'm a i'm a big shitty stable <laughs> how can you make it how can you make it fun for those guys what would you like to see to where the the smaller stables still have a shot to make some money i think custom races like like if i could go on there every day and just be like hey guys here's a legendary buterans only race like let's go uh and i don't know if there'll be any money involved with those custom races but like um that's it. Like just some, some divide us up a little more so that like the donkeys don't have to run into, especially with downclassing, like class five, the class five paid races are just like obscene. Like if you use stack knacks or whatever, it's just like all red. It's, it's crazy. And that's $2. Like the, the cheap entry, uh, class five, 2400 is just a disaster every time, which I have horses that used to be competitive in those and like i don't even enter them anymore so um yeah i think i think just some sort of just extra options more races i don't i don't know i don't know what exactly the answer is but right i like that so you, you said that you have like mostly buterins and that you can't you can't really race right now so if you if you can't race have you found that you can't like breed a good horse with your buterin so far no i've had i mean i've so I've bred a ton of horses. Like I'm up, I've, I've never, I've sold one horse, I think. And it wasn't one that I bred. Like I bought one and it sucked. So I just put it right back on the market and sold it. Um, so I've just been like accumulating horses. So I'm up to like 150 or 130 horses, something like that. I've got like 30, I think 30 Genesis. Damn. And then, um, which most of those came, well, I shouldn't say most. I got a bunch from the drops. Like I was really lucky in drops for whatever reason, like I was just clicking my ass off. Um, so every drop, there were like four or five drops that I got to try and I got a couple of horses in every one. So, and I've never sold anything. So I've, I'm, I've just been like slowly accumulating Genesis buterins. Um, I've got three finnies that all came from drops. I got a, the male chain connection and two females. Um, so yeah, for the last like nine months, basically, I've just been breeding the hell out of all these horses, seeing what works. And out of the hundred that I've bred, there's maybe like a dozen that are pretty decent, like no monsters, but like um, a couple of finnies lately that, um, which is weird. Like I bred these same finnies together over and over again. And like, I don't know if I don't want to start in conspiracies or whatever, but like these pairs were making donkeys. And then all of a sudden, like two or three sets in a row, they're just like, oh shit these are good horses. Like, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on there, but there's, I, there's, there's a chance like, and, and with the, the way that breeding works, how it's like sort of random or whatever, um, anything can happen. That's why I keep breeding them. Like I, I'm still breeding. Like I still, I'm, I'm going to breed a shitload of horses for the maiden. Like I still try cause it's fun as hell, but like I have realistic expectations that, uh, I'm not expecting to like, go very far <laughs> do you just race in them the, and freeze in like, the current state at least when you breed do you go straight to freeze or do you test them in paids to really figure out what you got um so it's kind of changed so in the past i would breed just like all the time whenever the breed uh reset would happen i would just make more horses and um i would probably use a couple freeze and then fit, try and figure out where they flame or where the odds were and then pound that distance um, in paid to see if they hold the flame. But now the way that like 
the game works and tournaments and everything like uh there's no point to race paid races anymore if you're trying to qualify for a tournament especially if you have a high z buterin like you're just i did that my the first i think the first fibonacci cup i was like trying to pepper in some paid races i even threw in a couple of down class races trying to qualify and I got to like 30 races and I was like, oh man, I'm not even close. <laughs> Shit. And now I'm classed up to class two or whatever. Like, mm. ah, oops. Um, so yeah, if you're trying to qualify, like paid races or no, like, what are you doing? Um, so, and like I said before, like my horses that used to be competitive and paid, they just aren't anymore. So yeah, I haven't, I don't really do any paid races. I'm with you. I only go free as well. The Buddha wanted me to ask you about your recent five win streak that you recently posted about on Twitter. <laughs> hey, I got to flex whenever I can. It doesn't happen often. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was one of my finnies that I was talking about that like came out good. Like the bomber is that horse. And then another one named Finney Cooper uh, that came out the same day, like my two females with my one male after like six five or six breed cycles of just pure donkeys. I breed these two that are both like the exact same horse, same distance preference, and they're both monsters. So well, I shouldn't say monsters. They're competitive in class three, which is a monster for me. Um, but yeah, so I, and they, they have good down buttons too. So I tanked the hell out of them uh, <laughs> leading up to the fib cup. Um, so they started out a little bit lower than they should have been. So yeah, bomber was just uh destroying some weaker competition <laughs> okay cool and then uh you were able to get them someone says i can't believe you were able to get the name finney cooper ha ah, right that's a good one i i was like waiting for a female finney like i had at the previous breed cycle that i wanted to use that name but i've met i bred two males and i was like ah, god damn it i gotta wait another month hope nobody uses that name but yeah that was like man there was i have so many wasted names like when breeding first opened back up, like I had a list, like my buddy and I uh, had this like Google doc that we had a bunch of names on that we were just picking off some just golden names left and right. And they all turned out to be just terrible donkeys, which sucks. Mm. But I got a bunch of good, like three letter names. I was thinking, I was trying to think of it as like from like a domain name standpoint. So I was trying to get all the like three letter common names and stuff. Okay. Got you. And then is this, is this your buddy that helps you with the uh, Chateau Jockey Club? Yeah. Yeah. So my guy, Joey nicknames, a uh, friend of mine in real life um, that I, I told all my friends about Zed. Um, we actually, for our fantasy football draft last year, used a Zed race to like determine our draft order or whatever. And I like uh, told everybody about it. Like, and just Joe was the only one that gave a shit. So, um, so yeah, he's got some horses and we, we work together on the jockey club, which we both have kids and like, I would love to, spend more time and do more tournaments and stuff with that, which I will in the future. But yeah, it's, there's just so much going on. It's hard to, hard to keep up with everything. So what is the Chateau Jockey Club? It's, uh, I think our spiel on our Twitter. It's like a social society of, for horse. I don't know. Some, it's just a, it's just a little group that I made. Um, I wanted to do, or I want, I'm still planning on doing more tournaments. Um, just like host tournaments. We did one last year uh, with like a fantasy draft where we had some captains come on and, and pick horses on their team. And it was like a team tournament, um, which seemed to go over pretty well. I think uh, everybody had a good time. So we'll try that again at some point. Um, but it's just been like, I don't know, man, I got a, I got kids and stuff like, and all this shit moves so fast that like Zed keeps changing there. We were going to do, we had a bunch of ideas for tournaments that like stuff just changes so often. They were like, if we're going to try and plan this like a month out and promote it and like, then they're going to rug us on something. So um, we're just, we're, we're uh, taking a very long term approach. So not any rush to do anything. Gotcha. And, and things do move so fast. It's like, if you just with anything in the space, like um, if you drop a piece of content, it, it, it can become old within a week. But what you're doing right now, I've noticed, like, you're dropping, like, the beginner's content, which really doesn't die. Like, it because there's always a new audience, a wave of people coming in. So can you talk about, like, the type of content you're making right now? Yeah, man. So I got, I, 
Zed rugged me one too many times on my uh, videos because like it was it was almost funny like and it, I don't mean this to talk shit at all like, they've hooked me up so many times like I love those guys but it was almost like they would like watch my uploads and then be like oh he just did a video about this all right let's fucking change that because um, like every time I would upload a video they, I was uploading some long videos they're like 30 minutes long took me multiple days to edit them and like put it out and it would get a handful of views and then like all right here comes that announcements channel they just changed all that like so that happened it seemed like every video that happened so finally i was just like Ugh, i need to keep it short um and i'm not i don't know like the data crunching and like i can't can't do any of that stuff um and like you guys do all this live stuff that's super good so just like trying to find going back to like when I first got started, just like where, what, where's the hole, you know, what, what's needed. Um, so trying to do beginner content, that's just like super short because <laughs> out of fear that Zed's going to change it. Um, like the other day, Tuesday, uh, was, it, was it Tuesday? Uh, I did a, I just went live to talk about the class system and stuff. Cause like ELO is coming. Uh, and I don't want to, I don't want to like produce like four videos about, the class system and then just like they were worthless the next day and literally like i think it was like five minutes after i was done live zed put out that tweet about the elo system and i was like you gotta be fucking kidding me like dude but luckily it was just like talking about it they didn't actually roll it out but like yeah so i'm trying to keep it short just because like the amount of time that i have spent on videos that no one's ever seen is like silly so I, I thought you were going to say that when you drop, like, I thought you released maybe like an email video and then the next day is when they get rid of the email lo logins or something like that. Like, right. That'd yeah. Be no, I've, I mean, I do. I got, I have one. I have a video that has the different inter interface and I saw that I was like, Ugh, that's not enough to change. I'm not worried about it. I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> that's funny, man. So if you had to restart it all today, you knew about the game, but you only had, you only had half an ETH to start your stable, what would you get and why? Yeah, so man, this question has changed a lot in the past like week or two because the Genesis floor is just like on fire. Um, so I, I haven't looked today, but like somebody swept up, like 40 something horses off the Genesis floor yesterday uh, and it went up to like 0 0.23, 0 0.24, something like that for a donkey Genesis male. Um, so yeah, like you I would say if you're getting started, I'm, it depends. Like if you have the time, if you're trying to just like grind out races, um, you can get racers for like 0 0.04, 0 0.05. Like you can search on hockey, you know, your horses, like a horse that's got like 30 races in its belt and getting flames and getting like 10% win rate or whatever. Um, you can find those horses for dirt cheap right now. So if you're just trying to breed, or I mean, if you're just trying to race, um, probably just like go scoop up some some cheap racers because the market's kind of overlooking them right now um and then if you're trying to breed it's it's tough with uh because like the the discount for in-house breeding another reason why i've bred 100 horses is because i have both genesis male and female and i'm doing cross stable breeding so it's like 65 or uh, 55 percent discount or whatever like it's a huge discount when you have both horses and you know the workaround for cross stable breeding um so like it'd be hard for me to recommend somebody with like if you're gonna go buy horses on a 0.5 budget and then go randomly pick from the stud farm you know and you're paying like 70 80 bucks to make i don't know it's just tough to tough to recommend that route um so i feel like if you're trying to breed i would probably get one or two uh female bred racers like exclusive legendary uh that like are performing maybe have good lineage and then try and get a, a genesis male of your own for like 0.3 or whatever like right above the floor um and then that would leave you with about point one to race and breed and hopefully those female racers will be at least break even so you're not like burning money racing but that's tough i mean i that's part of the reason why i am making that video series too is because it's like 
there's so many different ways to do it. And there's so many horses and like, you look at the market and if you don't know the game inside and out, like you're just like trying to spend 0.05 and you're looking at like hundreds of horses, like what in the hell am I even looking at? So um, it's, I mean, it, it's so, it varies, man. It's, it's who knows, you know, so, so you, many, if so you, many right answers. If you were going to go on Haku and try and drill down and find these exclusive racers, how many races or how many paid races, what win percentage and what flame percentage do you type in to find these horses for that price? Um, so I don't, I'll, I'll speculate here cause I, I breed everything. Like I don't really buy, uh, I buy Genesis horses off the floor mostly. Um, but I don't really buy bred horses at all. Um, because I don't really have the time to be like grinding out races. So if I were to like pay up for like a proven racer, I'm just not, it's not going to be worth it for me personally. Um, unless it's a Genesis, I bought a couple of those, but those even, I probably shouldn't have bought anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, what was the question? Shit. Um, what, what properties, like how much, Oh yeah. yeah. Number of races, flames, right. or, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, if you're looking for a horse, I would say like 20 to 30 paid races just to like make sure oh, it depends. Like it depends on if you're, if you're feeling lucky or not, like you could search for a horse that only has like four races and maybe like, maybe it got a flame, but the owner didn't realize like, didn't even like look at the flames or whatever, you know, like back in the day you could get a horse, like, like when I bought Prius, like had good odds, but you had to go to like a second website. Like the odds weren't prevalent. Like you, you had to know to look for them. So, um, there's potential, uh, to find like a, a mislisted horse or whatever, like a, somebody doesn't know what they have. If you search for something with only a handful of races and you can kind of see the potential. Um, but the problem there is if that's if that horse has been listed for longer than like 25 minutes fucking arbitrage has already looked at it and decided it's not worth it so um it's you know it, you got to be quick if you think you're gonna find some diamonds in the rough like if you see a horse that's been listed for like three weeks like people have had enough time to figure out that there's nothing there like i don't know probably I, but so yeah i would suggest probably looking for a horse that's uh 20 or 30 paid races and then getting flame percentage of like, I don't know, 30 or 40%, but mainly you just want to look at the like drop off. Um, if you're looking for like a distance preference, like can they down class, uh, are they getting the, the back end results on the short, short end or whatever, like just figuring out um, the profiles and all, but yeah, I would, I would just make sure to get a good sample size so you don't get duped. Okay. So if you, you breed in-house, so let's say you breed a horse, and two days later, it's not a burner account, and it's arbitrage, and he's offering on your horse. Would you sell it? It's still like maybe like you're only 10 races in, and let's say you bred this horse for less than what? If it's a buterin, you probably bred it for less than 0.1. Would you sell your horse to arbitrage or any of these big racers early on, or would you take the journey and, and figure out the horse for yourself? Man, I've got a monkey picture that's almost worth as much as my house that I'm not selling. So, uh, no way, like <laughs> no way. Uh, it, I mean, that'd be awesome. Like, cause I, I don't have, I've never even like gotten an offer. Like my best horse, I think Finney Cooper is probably my best horse, like performance wise. And like, I never even like gotten an offer on it from anyone. So it's like, that would, if I just had a horse that was like warranting of any kind of attention, I think I would be like, oh shit, I can finally like participate in these big boy races. Like no way I'm selling, you know, you wouldn't trade your, you wouldn't trade your ape for, okay, well, let me ask you this. What, like what horse would you be willing to trade your ape for? Like if I had princess of power and I was going to offer you princess of power for your ape, you wouldn't take it. No savage. I will. But I like, I'm not a racer though. Like I don't have the time to grind princess of power, like best horse in the game. I'm not trying to, throw shade or anything but like i don't have the time to to race that horse the way it needs to be raced you know and like i don't think that zed like as as bullish as i am on the whole like human park thing i don't think owning princess of power is gonna like 
get you all this extra stuff down the road. Like it'll get you some, some park token or whatever, but like, I don't think the, I don't know. I could be wrong. Like we start doing million dollar races and like, I, I could absolutely be wrong. Um, but yeah, not, not at this point. I, all the way up, like when the floor, like the, the board eight floor and the Z one floor were like, even I was like, shit, man, like I could sell this and get a Z one. Like, this is it. Like Zed, like a fucking Z one. Like, <laughs> like I never thought that that would be possible. Uh, and I just like watched it go by and I just don't, I'm, I'm too afraid. Honestly, I think part of it is I'm just like too afraid to do anything with the ape. Uh, cause like people, when they try and sell it and they click the wrong link and it's fucking gone or whatever, like that stuff scares the shit out of me. So I've got it on a, a ledger, like cold storage wallet that I'm just like never going to touch again, basically. So I'm with you on that, man. It's like just even leaving something in your open sea. What, like I don't touch diamonds. Like I'm never even going to list them cause I don't want to accidentally fat finger anything like <laughs> nothing like that. I have yeah. like. I'll ask you this. What are like, what keeps you up at night? Is it like someone is going to get into your open sea? Someone's going to get into your ledger. Like what is like something that keeps you up at night? Uh, man, something that, something that keeps me up at night is that I have an NFT listed that the floor passes me by in the middle of the night when I'm sleeping mm. and I can never get back in. Uh, Cause that's happened to me a few times where I like mint something and just list it at like an ETH. Cause it's like, Oh shit, that'd be wild. Like, okay. And then I forget that it's listed and you wake up to that email like, Hey, you sold this. And then I look in the floors at like four ETH. It's like, ah, oh, crap. Um, yeah, so that, that was my cool cat story. Ooh. I, I minted some cool cats and I sold them two days after I minted them. Like woke up to that email that they both sold in the middle of the night. I was like, mm. I don't even need to look like I know I made a mistake. <laughs> Shit. That's funny, man. So if you had unlimited budget, you could buy one horse on the game there. The owner was willing to sell it. What horse would you buy and why? So I'm looking at this from like a collector's standpoint, I think. And I would, I'd need to do some more research. Cause I know there's like horse zero is like thin frivolity or whatever, however you pronounce it but then like horse one is chase Jackson. So I don't know the story of why there's a horse zero and like, why didn't they start with one? Um, but it would probably be the first one, whether it's, I, I assume it then for Volody, the horse zero is one or the first one. Um, so probably that one just cause it's like collectible status. Right. You don't really have to worry about how it performs or how it races. Like that's just pure yeah, I don't collectible, think right? I don't think it's ever been raced. I'm not sure if it's been bred or not, but yeah, like I know Chase Jackson's got some kids out there, um, but yeah, I don't think I don't think Horse Zero has ever been touched. Could be wrong. That's that's interesting. That that's a good play. I never thought about that, but yeah, if like you're just if you're just buying into something and you didn't really care about like racing or breeding, like that's just something to own just for historic value, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a huge flex. Like if if Zed can pull it off and and become what they are trying to like. You have horse zero, like the very first Z1 that's like untouched. That's yeah, that'd be pretty cool. All right. Well, my last question for you, if you could change one thing in Zed, bring back odds, take away fatigue, take away whatever you want, change whatever you want, add more classes. What are you changing and why? Um, it's gotta be custom races. Uh, it's gotta be, um, and uh, well, but the race entry, race entry in general is uh terrible um the amount of time like i said I, I don't have time to race because the amount of time that i just sit and stare at that stupid screen waiting for the right distance to come up and then like analyzing the field which i, I should just not be a pussy and just put my horse in a race but um but yeah like the the amount of time that i spend staring at that screen compared to the number of races that i actually put my horses in is crazy so like the race entry process, um, which th they could do it. Like, I don't know if you've paid attention to the free races in class three and class two in like the last 24, 48 hours. They've, oh man, they've been beautiful. Like I've just been sitting there staring at the screen, but I don't know if it's just cause the free races are off chain or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't understand all that, but like, it's possible guys. It's possible. Um, 
so like the the future when like race entry is easier um custom races uh being able to just like make like a z17 to z19 like only buterin or whatever like certain win rates just to being able to make whatever the hell you want and just post it on twitter and hope 11 people get in like that's gonna be yeah it's gonna be amazing yeah that that'll be awesome should i tell you got any questions for me man man um what's uh what's your next z move you i know you bought that uh finny genesis and now you're just you're just breeding out like what you got any big plans on the horizon you doing any uh uh evergreen hands or any of these big <laughs> partnerships uh i don't think any evergreen hands i might i might cook up something secret uh here in the future we'll see we'll see what uh what i can cook up um no partnerships or anything like that yet uh, on the side of breeding or just building out a stable, I think my play is to, I'm going to try and just boost the value of diamonds as much as I can. And I guess I, I have to do that by, he's already a racer, so I got to like show that he can breed a good horse. So my play right now is just to breed the Z4 exclusive, Z4 exclusives, try and get a filly. And then I plug those back into that Z6 fin, uh, finny Genesis I got to hold them at exclusive. And then from there, I'll have like, z10 finny exclusives and then i can i can if it's a philly i can just go keep going breeding those with z1 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 so yeah it's huge eventually down the line you just have the craziest exclusive bloodline with diamonds concentrate always wrap and then just all the z1s i go and breed into so yeah yeah those low low teen finnies are doing really well on the track so that's that seems like a really good strategy yeah man so what's uh what's your play for uh, the future of content creation are you still doing uh beginner videos or what what's your yeah play? i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep going with uh the beginner content i'm i'm like i said like i'm not in any rush uh and they're like i'm i've kind of hit a wall where they're gonna change a bunch of the stuff that i want to make videos about right now so i'm like trying to figure out what i can uh i'm making i'm working on some videos like the know your horses extension and stack knacks and stuff like explaining those um and then I'm going to start doing a, I think I'm going to start streaming on Tuesdays, like midday. Uh, Cause that's the only time that my house is empty. Hmm. Uh, so I'm going to try and do like a beginner, like Q and a onboarding, just like basic, basic stream on Tuesdays, I think coming up pretty soon. Um, and then I've been like, I'm going to start streaming other games too, just cause like there's so much cool shit going on, but hundred percent yeah we got the red village we got riot racers people are getting into this footy stuff like but i, I yeah. respect what you do a lot more than just me with this streaming because for me all i really got to do is turn on and click a button i i know how hard it is especially i don't have editing skills on the level that you do like you have the cuts you got like the overlays the edits like hats off to you man because i know how long like the actual edited videos with actually editing the video then making the thumbnail then posting about it like that takes a lot more time than live streaming so hats off to you man for making great content thanks man yeah no i appreciate it and i'm a, i'm all self-taught with the video editing too so it's like i do everything wrong it takes me all forever like a i'll like click a button and premiere locks up and i'm just like what the ah, all right i guess i gotta just go back a ways so yeah it's a it's a it's a slog um i wish that i i'm yeah i'm super jealous of you guys that just stream like man that's the way to do it. <laughs> You're onto something here. <laughs> yeah. Yours are quality though. Like you, you've got it down with your editing. Like if, if you say you don't know how to edit, like, man, you're pretty damn well self-taught self-taught. Cause well, I, yeah, I mean, it just takes me like 10 times longer than it should. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's gotta be better ways to do all this stuff. Right. But. It's just, you got all the little like extra shit that you add in your videos to where I look at that. I'm like, there's no way I could sit here and take all the time to do that. So <laughs> well, thank job, you. Man. Uh, appreciate it where can people follow you at and where can people watch your content at yeah so uh you can find me on twitter at zed chateau and also at chateau gaming um i started a second account um because i didn't want to fud zed like i figured if i switched my zed chateau over to chateau gaming everybody'd be like oh shit like he's quitting um so i, I started a second account just so people wouldn't be stupid um so you can follow either of those and on twitch i'm chateau gaming on YouTube, uh, it's Zed Chateau because I couldn't figure out how to. YouTube's complicated. I couldn't figure out how to change the name over there, um, so I just left it. Uh, and then uh, Instagram and Snapchat, 
Snapchat? Oh, what are we using these days? It's not Snapchat. TikTok. TikTok. That's what the kids are using. Uh, but I don't ever, like I have accounts there. I don't ever post because stuff takes too long. <laughs> We're not going to see you hitting any, hitting any dances or anything soon? No, absolutely not. Um, no, I'd like to do, like I want to put the, the beginner content over there. It's just like editing it for the vertical. Like it's just mm. all, it's all time. And I just, it's tough, man. This stuff all takes way too much time. Yeah. Especially when you branch out into other platforms because they all got different yeah, ways. It's crazy. Like there is like you can take one video from YouTube and chop it up, but it's just so time consuming to do that. After a while, right. it kind of becomes like a just like a well oiled machine, right? Like you know how to do it. So it's just kind of like your process, but still it's a yeah, it's a sure. bitch to get down. <laughs> yeah. No, it's worth it though. Like if you can figure out the the system and like get all that shit out of there get get all that shit out there uh, on all the different platforms like there's people there that want to see it so 100 percent. and since what we're doing is so niche like people are curious like it, as long as you can get them curious and get them to watch your video like you got them hooked and then whatever like your line and sinker is to reel them in either that's like a, a big race win or breeding a horse or like when you won uh uh when you won your race at like super late at night or something like that on your youtube video like shit like oh, that yeah. is, is what yeah, people prius, like to see yeah that was prius's first win luckily i had the camera running when that happened that was cool <laughs> i showed my mom that video <laughs> nice i don't think i showed my mom that video <laughs> it's weird I, I all this stuff's so weird like it's so hard to tell the real life people about this crazy shit that we're doing like yeah it's all surreal yeah <laughs> And until you're just like, yeah, you see this offer. This guy offered me five hundred thousand or fifty thousand for a monkey, and that's disrespectful. I'm not accepting that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I have a an email filter set up to just like anytime an offer comes in from OpenSea for anything, it just gets marked as red, just because mm -hmm. like with all the horse offers and stuff, like I don't need blowing up all the time. So like I don't even see the offers, so I'll just go in there. Like the other day, I didn't realize the freaking BYO land was so valuable like somebody offered an obscene amount of money for that thing it's like oh okay cool like shit i had no idea that's awesome but yeah so it's wild yeah it's a it's an awesome space to be in man like i i feel like a, a a kid again just because there's always something to look forward to time flies by so fast and it's like it's just an awesome time to be alive man hell yeah it is oh so good so good. This is great. Well, Chateau, it was nice having you on, man. You're more than welcome back anytime you want. And it was great. Yeah, man. It was great meeting you, my dog. Likewise. You're good talking to you. And yeah, I'd love to come back anytime. Anytime, man. Have a good day. Nice. Awesome.